Hey, Joe. Hey, Bridget. Did it hurt? Did what hurt? When you fell from heaven. Sorry, is this podcast about bad pickup lines or bad dates in general? <laughs> um, do you know who else fell from heaven? Satan? Satan did. Um, hi, Joe. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going, Bridget? <laughs> I'm great. I'm so excited to get started on this. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Just Not That Into You podcast. My name is Bridget Wilson. I'm Joe Scholey. Joe is my very friendly co-host. He's humoring me by supporting me and helping me out uh, with this little project of mine that I came up with. I really just love talking about people's bad dates, bad relationships, all that no bueno stuff. And I thought I need an avenue where complete strangers will just be able to tell me about their bad dates whenever they want. And so I thought, why not have a podcast? People love to hear themselves talk. I love to hear them talk. I love to talk. I love to hear myself talk. Um, So I thought, yeah, podcast is the way to go. And one day as I was sort of planning and, um, you know, trying to figure out who would be on it, who my co-host would be and gathering stories, I was like, why don't I get on one of the apps? And I will just straight up tell people I'm looking for their bad dating stories because when I started putting it out there, I was getting lots of stories from girls. Uh, there's a lot of girls who've been on a lot of bad dates, but I wasn't getting really too much from guys. So I was like, fine, we'll get on the apps. We'll find some dudes and they'll message me. And then I came across Joe's uh, profile on the dating app. Joe and I have been friends for a very, very long time. So I did the normal thing and I messaged him on the dating app and was just chatting with him for a while. And then I realized, Joe, I have your number. Um, so I'm going to text you not on the app. And um, then I told him that I wanted to do this podcast. And it kind of worked out that Joe has always wanted to do a podcast, literally about anything. Maybe, Joe, you can speak to that a little bit. I'm a millennial white guy. Yeah. I think I'm like, <laughs> legally obligated to have a podcast. I am a millennial white girl. And I'm also really into true crime. And there's like a million of those. So I feel like I also am obligated to have have one. So that's kind of a little bit of background of how we sort of came together to do this podcast. Really looking forward to it. I bring like the charm and the wit and the humor and the energy. And then Joe is doing the technical side. I am basically paralyzed by vicarious embarrassment Yeah. for most of my life. Fair. So I've watched maybe half of The Office. <gasps> and I think that this would be a great way for me to work on that. Can I can I say something? When you're on dating sites, dating apps, it's almost like a personality trait to like the office. I would say that like 80% of people on there are looking for someone who enjoys the office. Do you find that that's harmful on your in your profile? Do you think you get less interest because you aren't into the office? I'll admit I have had profiles in the past <laughs> that mentioned the office. Oh, I believe okay. it was I said I watched The Office so that I would get the jokes on here. Okay, that's fair. All right. I mean, hey, as long as you got to know the uh, the pop culture stuff. That's actually why I started watching Arrested Development. And then it turned out to be one of the greatest shows. So shout out to Arrested Development. <laughs> shout out to The Office. Sponsor us. I don't know. So I guess it's actually a pretty good segue talking about the apps a little bit. Because this is a podcast about bad dates. About dating app disasters, dating sites, the thing that made you say, yeah, I'm not meeting up with this person or no, I'm not going out with this person again. And they could be perfectly harmless. They just could have done something super weird or the date went 
you know, completely out of control. Who knows? We want to hear the stories. We're looking forward to it. But it wouldn't be fair if Joe and I didn't share our bad date stories and our bad experiences. So, Joe, I'm going to pass it off to you if you want to get started and share some of your date stories. And I will I'll just be here reacting. So as a guy, I assume that the onus of the date is on me. I'm going to be setting up, planning what we're going to do and all that, at least especially for, for early dates. And that means if the date is bad, 95% chance it's my fault. Correct. But what really I think like, so what comes to mind for me for like the worst dates I've been in are dates where I had really high expectations and then it didn't work out. So there's this one girl who I had a crush on in elementary school. For the sake of this, we'll call her Felicity. And I mean, she was really cute in third grade. Sure. And then I moved away. I found out maybe a decade later from my dad be like, hey, did you know I was talking to Felicity's mom 10 years ago and she thought you were cute. And I was like, that's really useful information, dad. I wish you had mentioned that back then. Can I stop you right there? What would you have done in third grade if this girl... You wouldn't have gone on dates. I don't know. Pulled her pigtails. Okay, fair. Nothing. Literally, I would have done nothing. I would have felt better. I would have felt pretty good about it. And that would have been it. Ego boost. That's all you needed in third grade. Right? I don't know. Maybe we had different third grade experiences, but I wanted the ego boost. (laughs) It was, I mean, it was flattering to find out, you know, later too. Uh, That's, I mean, anyway, so I had that information in my mind. And then one day I was going through facebook as you do looking at all my elementary school classmates and i came across her profile and i was like hey what if i send her a message because that's what you do on facebook <laughs> that's what you do right into those dms anyway so i i come across her profile on facebook i send her a message be like hey i'm gonna be in town do you want to get dinner or something and we go out to dinner it's fine we talk about like old times see how like everybody's doing like oh when was the last time you talked to tim or so and so and what's going on and it was great and she was absolutely drop dead gorgeous like total smoke show i was right. like this is the greatest and i went back and i told my dad about it and he was like mm-hmm. and i was like okay thanks dad you're not you have not been helpful at all through this process and then so i'm like hey let's go out again you want to go to the museum museums are great you know it's time to like you can talk you don't need to if you want to like look at the exhibits it's a great museum Carnegie like natural history museum in pittsburgh love it and we go there and it was incredibly dull it was so unbelievably boring like the entire time i'm just like how can this girl who i know is smart like i like went to school with her i know she's intelligent incredibly good looking and I have no words to say to her. Literally nothing. I couldn't get a conversation. Like I couldn't have started a conversation with some analogy about starting a conversation. I couldn't I couldn't get anything done. And then we left and I didn't talk to her again. Shoot. Horribly disappointing. So, okay, I have a question. I need to know what her being intelligent had to do with you not being able to come up with anything to say. Did you try to talk to her, like, and engage about the things you were looking at? Or was it just crazy? Yeah. Yeah, I tried. Okay. No, what I'm saying is it's not like it's not like she was, like, boring. She was not a boring person to talk mm-hmm. to. It wasn't like she didn't have things to say. It's just she didn't seem to have things she wanted to say to me. And I couldn't mm-hmm. think of anything where I'm like, you know, I really am interested in this girl's interests. I'm just okay. like, it's more, it's one of those, like, oh, you know, like, 
you have nostalgia and memories and you're like, oh, you know, this is so nice. Wouldn't this be a great story? And it wasn't. Oh, it's like you were childhood sweethearts and then ended up together. Right. That kind of thing. How so great really would that romanticized. Be? Definitely a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. That's actually really, really funny that that's your story because, well, this isn't the one I was going to tell, but I think I will now. If it's all right, I'm going to interrupt and tell my story. And then if you have more to say, go for it. So to any of our listeners, we're still figuring out our rhythm here a little bit. So just bear with us, Joe. So when I was in like preschool, I was friends with this girl. Uh, I'm going to use the name Molly. Let's call her Molly. And she was my best friend in preschool. And I, I think we would ride to preschool together. Our moms are really good friends. I'd be over at her house all the time. Like she was my best friend. And then after preschool, I moved overseas for a couple years and then moved back went to middle school, high school, college. Then after college, I went to Liberia and for a few months. When I came back from Liberia, I basically had just been like slightly malnourished for five months. So I was like probably just like really, really skinny. And I decided that the best thing I could do after, you know, not even drinking for five months was I'll go out with some of my girlfriends like three days after I get home. You're still getting used to like the the jet lag and the culture shock of just seeing a lot of white people. And I'm white, but I was used to being the only white person for a long time. And then I came back to my town, my hometown in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of white people here. A lot of city lights. There's a McDonald's. Like it was just a lot of culture shock after five months. I just got real used to being out in beautiful Liberia. It's, it's gorgeous there. I go out and I'm probably like, I don't know, 10 p.m. probably rolls around and I am done. I can't stay awake any longer. I can't drink anymore. And my friends have like pulled this guy out of the dance floor and they're just because they're just insisting on like making me meet somebody. And this guy seems he's pretty nice. And I like look dead to the world. And so he's like being a gentleman. He's like, oh, do you want to like go sit down? So we go sit down in the bar. He buys me a drink. And I don't know why he was interested because the whole time I was just like, I'm so tired. I can't even stay awake. I'm so tired. And then he buys me like a Red Bull vodka, which I don't like. I had never, I don't think I'd had them before, but he buys me one. So many Red Bull vodka stories <laughs> that we're not going to get and into. This is poor guy buys me this drink and I'm drinking it and I'm just looking at him like, I don't like it. <laughs> like I am being such a brat this whole time. But like I think all the time, it's not my personality, it's my looks. And so the guy asked for my number. <laughs> and um, he, like, you know, makes plans, asks me out. And uh, this guy has a really unique name. I will say that. He has a really unique name. I tell my mom, I'm like, yeah, so I'm going out with this guy. Let's say his name, this is not his name, but let's say his name's Felix. I feel like that's a unique enough name. And my mom knows exactly who I'm talking about. And she's like, Bridget, that's, do you remember your your friend in preschool, Molly? That's her older brother. And so I hadn't seen Molly in years. And I remembered her older brother like a little bit, but I was in preschool. I didn't care about boys at all. So then I meet up with this guy for our date, which ends up being a different story. And these are the kind of things that excite me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, small world. Your younger sister happened to be my best friend. Our moms were best friends. Like they used to, I mean, my mom was telling me stories about how like my mom and his mom would like, sneak off into the bathroom to smoke cigarettes together to like why the kids are outside <laughs> like whatever it was it was just like young moms trying to have a break in the early 90s um so I'm telling him this stuff and I'm like this is so cool and he's like oh yeah all right and he's so he, like then he like calls or texts his mom just to like let her know 
And he's like, yeah, she remembers you. And I'm like, how is this not blowing your mind? And so to me, that was kind of a red flag. I was like, this is cool. I'm excited. You don't seem that excited about it. And then the date itself was, it was like a comedy show at a bowling alley. And it was like the junkiest bowling alley in town. And so it was like this, this room that was like above the bowling alley. And it turned out we were meeting two of his friends there. So it was me and three guys. And so I'm out with sitting there at a junkie comedy show with three guys I don't know. I'm already pissed because he wasn't excited about this like connection we had. And I just, I just wasn't feeling it. And it was just kind of a rough date for me. Then later, oh gosh, this poor guy. He's a nice guy. He was actually like a really good guy. But I think he just was still, you know, young guy, drank a lot. And he would send me like drunk texts sometimes. And like I said, when I got back from Liberia, I was really, really skinny. And he was texting me about how he's like, oh, I, you're so skinny. I just want to feed you cake. And I thought it was the weirdest thing in the world. And I just like didn't message him ever again after that. So that's my story. Uh, Bridget Wilson, can you yes. tell us honestly right now? I really love Or do you not love Here's cake? Had I been sure that like it wasn't like weird, creepy, drunk texts. And like, if he didn't have any sort of like, I don't know, agenda with these text messages, I probably would have been like, oh, that's funny. I would really like to eat cake. Thank you. But I feel like... What agenda does cake have? I don't know. Cake by the ocean? I don't know. (laughs) I guess here's the thing. I love talking about food. I kind of don't need... This is is me. This is a picky thing for me. And it's really not fair to guys. I want to talk about food and like my love of food. I don't need them to talk about food for me. And I realized that in like dating apps and dating sites, if I write about a particular food I like, that's the only thing they'll message me about. And I'm like, I actually don't have like that much to say about chicken nuggets or cake or whatever it is I'm writing about as a joke. I'm doing it as like a one-off, like, oh, this is, this is funny. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> like I eat, um, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, but that's not fair. So I just delete them off my profile because- Sorry, you're suggesting Sur- suggesting that other girls don't eat. Yes, sorry. <laughs> no, so you know how it's like, a, I am not suggesting that at all, but you know how it's like, a, there's like this- <laughs> Confirmed on this other podcast, girls don't other eat, girls I don't do eat. eat. Um, because I'm not like other girls. No, it's a thing. Girls will say like, I'm not like other girls because they think they're they're quirky or like, oh, I'll doubt a cheeseburger in front of five guys. Who cares? I'm wild. It's like, no, like every girl eats for the most part. And like a lot of people have their own quirks. So for people to be like, I'm not like other girls. It's like, well, you are. You're as basic as they come. And I'm basic too. I'm not really trying to say anything. Like I'm not special, but it's like a... (laughs) It's a thing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, is that what you want for your, your profile now to be? No, I'm not I special. I would That's love it. that as my profile. Um, Joe, my current, so I'm on one dating site. I don't like the apps, but I'm on a dating site. And I do have this one liner in there that I'm keeping, which is Paul Hollywood on the outside, Guy Fieri on the inside. And I think that really describes me really well. Paul Hollywood's the guy from Great British Breakoff, Great British right? Great British Bake Off Baking Show, I think it depends where you're watching it. Yes, he's an angel. He's a bread angel. Okay. No, no, I don't um, think I look, look like, like him, you. but I think like on the inside, I like love eating a lot of junk food, but on the outside, like I'm pretty like put together, proper looking. Does that make sense? Like I'm definitely an old British man on the outside, <laughs> but on the inside, it's Flavortown. 
Flavor Town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You disagree. Fair. You know okay. Yeah, no, I understand that. No. I no, I agree. That's that's fair. You are Flavor Town on the inside. But they're both like white haired food men who have like big personalities. Is that a profession? Because I would like that to be my profession. You could white do it, haired Joe. You food could actually man. age a little bit, dye your hair white if you have to. Actually I think I think um Guy Fieri bleaches his hair and then does the little spikes. You could totally do that. I don't think it would look good on you. I think you'd look ugly as hell, but you could do it and then get really into cooking. What do you like to make? No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to talk about food right now. <laughs> Bridget's too hungry to talk I about know. food right now. I need more dinner. Well, speaking of the things that you have oh, in okay. your dating this profile. This is exciting segment we have. Here's the dating profile that I created <laughs> for you. Hi, I'm Bridget. But you can call me Birdie because I'm an 87-year-old woman. I like memes, staying home, and avoiding all physical contact. I'm looking for someone rich and good at compliments to keep my bank account and ego full. Yes. I will do anything for a chicken nugget. I'm sorry. I like I know we're throwing to the chicken nuggets, but I feel like it would be incomplete You're to right. have a dating profile in. that didn't mention that. Two truths and a lie. I'm a professional multicultural expert. Oh. I'm a YouTube star. I once drank a four-pound milkshake. <laughs> Listeners, write in with what you think. <laughs> if you ask nicely, I will paint a portrait of you. <laughs> you will never receive it. That's good. I don't think I've ever captured a person more perfectly, including myself in my own dating profile. <laughs> Joe, that's great. Is that it? Can I read yours? Mine's a little longer. I'm really sorry. And it's a little meaner. Um, I had I was thinking about this, drafting it. Re I wrote it probably out three times, so I'm pretty proud of it. And I want to warn you guys that there are quite a few obscure references in here that honestly have nothing to do with Joe. I was just really inspired. So here we go. Starting now. This one's for the ladies. Do you like tall, dark, and handsome? Well, how about just tall? Hi, I'm Joe. I'm going to explain why I am the man of your <laughs> dreams. For starters, I look like a stretched out Peter Pan from Disney's Peter Pan. So yeah, you can say to those other guys, get lost, boys. I promise to never, never stop loving you. <laughs> guys in green tights, not your thing? Oh, I see. You're more of a kit from Napoleon Dynamite type. Well, don't worry. I look just like him too when I grow a mustache. Perhaps you can be that babe I chat with online all day. I know girls only want boyfriends who have great skills. And although I have none currently, I am training to be a cage fighter. Now that I've described my looks and you are thoroughly head over heels, time for you to know some things about me. I have strong opinions about things that really don't need strong opinions. I'm not sure I'm even entitled to these opinions, but they include pie, brownies, pasta, and koalas. You know what? No. Don't talk to me about koalas. But if you want to come to my mom's house and look at a scrapbook of my trip to Australia, be my guest. Well, ladies, there's nothing else interesting to say about me. That is literally all there is to my personality. So, interested? Hit me up. Send me your best DM. I'll probably reply with sarcasm. That's it. I like it. <laughs> I'm a little Why? I'm a little worried for two reasons. One, I literally had that tall, dark, and handsome no, really? in a real profile the, that I had. Just tall thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had the chicken nuggets. That's so funny. Yeah. Joe, that's great. <laughs> the other thing is, I was I was on a date 
earlier today, like literally Ooh. right before recording this podcast, and was explaining to the lady how terrible koalas were. Yeah. They're terrible animals. They're almost as bad I as bet pandas. She was, okay, you know I don't like pandas. You know that? Yes. I think this is where we connect. Where where our where our dislikes align. Because I like koalas. <laughs> I don't like pandas. That's a podcast for another day, I think. Or we could talk about it now. No. No. Are we this pivoting to an, an anti-panda podcast, podcast already? <laughs> Joe, I'm sorry. I hijacked your date story. You were telling us about the girl you were talking to about koalas with. So I crushed your profile. Look, it. <laughs> it, that is uh, <laughs> disconcertingly accurate. Except I'm not, I'm not training to be a cage fighter. And uh, I only wear special uh, green tights on special occasions. Yeah, cage fighter thing was a Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite reference. Which is not something that's significant to you, Joe. I don't even know if you've seen Napoleon Dynamite. I have. One time. Oh, you have. But do you know why I think of Napoleon Dynamite when I think of you? My incredible dance moves. That. And when I first met you, I'm fairly positive you did have a mustache. And you were also... I, it's such a strong memory meeting you, Joe. I, I, I have some of these moments with people when it hits me so much and I think of something so dumb, it never leaves my brain. So I think you were wearing like shorts that are a little too short on you. And like a polo shirt that was a little too small on you with a mustache. And I'm like, it is Kip from Napoleon Dynamite, but tall. <laughs> and so that is a hundred percent yeah. plausible. <laughs> Shut up. I can't I can't imagine that. It might yeah, not have been it might small. not have been too small. And I you know, I don't think necessarily <laughs> I'm just used to I think at that point I I was used to people wearing not like shirts that fit them properly or like weren't fitted but the shorts were like short joe has really long legs and the shorts were like not to his knees yeah joe skanked it up for a little young adult event he's like let me throw on my tight shirt and my short shorts oh please show off this cake that's this is <laughs> absolute slander <laughs> that's so funny slander it's not it's true it is burning my brain joe well i mean embarrassingly i have no memory of that that's okay it sounds right. I don't remember like the first meeting with many people I meet, but there are like probably 10 people I can say like, I remember the moment I first saw you. I remember the first thing you said. I remember the outfit you were wearing. I remember how I felt when I met you. Like there's like a collection of them. And so you're lucky you made it into the top 10, Joe, as far as significant impression on me. <laughs> meeting. Is that a good thing or a bad it's, thing? It's neither. I think it's, well, I mean- <laughs> No, you don't really know yet. I'll report back next week. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> okay. You guys couldn't see, but Bridget's face going through the, do I want to lose a co-host immediately? <laughs> like, oh, shut or up, Bridget. Already. Okay. What else do we have? We have a, a loose agenda here. You want to talk about more of like the history of our friendship? Okay. For clarity's sake, I moved to... Arlington in Northern Virginia in the year 2015. I will be putting my complete addresses and phone numbers and references on our, in the bio of this podcast. So look out for that if you're interested in more. And the house of girls I was living with was good friends with Joe's house. So like it was five girls who had met this house of five guys. And so we all just like hung out all the time and it was pretty great. It was sweet. It was sweet. Oh, it was sweet. It was sweet, sweet, sweet. And we did things together all the time, like movie nights, and we were always at each other's parties. Like if we had a house party, they were invited over early for pizza and, you know, the same. 
And then over the, over the years, like everyone kind of like got married and moved out and apart. Joe did it and I did it. <laughs> How Still dare signal. they? What's up? Um, so we're doing a podcast together. <laughs> that is the saddest phrase I've ever heard. You know what? At least it's something, Joe. We could be wallowing. You know, <laughs> now at least we can record our wallowing. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it was good times. Actually, Joe, you want to know something? Do you remember when the Aurora lights or whatever were in? Um, they were supposed to be viewed from like the Northern Virginia sky years ago. No, but I've had a lot of concussions. Okay, Joe's had a lot of concussions. Joe's an idiot. Here's the thing. Joe and I technically went on my dream date, and he doesn't even remember. <laughs> so let me tell Let me tell the oh, story. Yeah. Um, we had made plans with like our two houses to go out to the middle of nowhere, Virginia, where the, the city lights aren't, so that we could see what was apparently supposed to be the northern lights that would be viewable from... The Virginia sky. It's a super rare phenomenon. Um, but one by one, all of our friends like kind of like petered out. They didn't want to do it anymore. And I remember Joe and I texting being like, Do you still want to go? I'm like, well, yeah, I still want to go. And so it was just the two of us who drove off into the middle of nowhere, Virginia, to look at like the starry sky, which should be so romantic, but it was me and Joe, so it wasn't. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah, I remember. And it was exhausting. It was a long night because we drove, I don't know, two hours away. Do you remember how far it was? It, was? it wasn't that far. It was just late. It was, so it was late. like after midnight, which for me is like normal. Yeah, but... it was really late. And we did not see the Northern Lights. The stars are really pretty. We might have seen some shooting stars. And we stood there probably for like 10 minutes. And then we're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, there's nothing to do. And like, so it was late and it wasn't a date. So it wasn't like we were trying to like extend this, like, oh, I just want to hang out with you all night. Like that wasn't happening. So we just drove back. And that was one of two midnight adventures. I think the other one was milkshakes. I am, I am planning to, to reuse that as an actual date. You totally should. Now that I have a fun car to do that in. Yes. But I don't know how many dates you have to go on with a girl before you're like, Hey, how would you like to be in a car with me in the middle of nowhere no. at night? Joe, can I tell you something? I think that's like an I love you date. Like, oh, you're going to drop the bomb. You want to take that girl out. You want to get like blankets, hot cocoa or something and drive out in the middle of nowhere. She knows you. She trusts you. You haven't killed her yet. And then like the stars and this like nothing else around you. Total privacy. That's when you just be like, hey, girl, love you. Don't say like that. Do it in a normal way. I think that would be the best. Right, but here's my here's my hot take about that. I want to say I love you immediately, and this is not like a like first date. I just like don't give no. Okay, I don't. I just don't give it any kind of value, in particular. You're not gonna like play on the I love you. No, it's just like for me, I say I love you to my roommates all the time. They like leave, and we're like I love you, oh, nice. and so for that's me, nice. I just do that. So I'll have to like stop myself. I'll be on like, a second date. I just want to say like I like I love you like when we leave, but it's like and then I'm like about to say it, I'm like oh shoot that's gonna freak her the heck yeah. out. Yeah, no, I mean it's funny. I I don't say it that often to friends, and it's not that I don't. It's just I think it's well. I mean you'd have to have friends. What to you'd have to have friends You're to right. say it to them. You're right. I have my mom and my dad. I do tell that. Those are them. kind of friends. They're my friends. We hang. I watch Jeopardy with my dad every single night. You guys are haters. Jeopardy as a date. Watching watching Jeopardy as a date. That would be so great. Except you can't talk during Jeopardy. You can only answer questions. Yeah, but I mean. But you can test how much 
random trivia they know. Is it problematic if you're on a date with a guy and you watch Jeopardy and he's just really incredibly good at it? No. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend? No, it's not. My friend named Joe. Joe, it's not problematic. Who is me? I'd be pretty impressed. If he was like, oh, yeah, like rubbing it in every time and I couldn't get a word in edgewise, then I'd be like, all right, you're annoying. But I'd be impressed with your knowledge. I mean, that's what every girl wants, you know, somebody get a Jeopardy. A smart guy. Well, you could take it to like trivia, trivia nights or something. It's similar. Trivia nights is Jeopardy with bros. It's it, Trivia night's a good date? I think trivia night, since it's like more of a group thing, I wouldn't do it as a first date. But I would do it as like a, oh, it's kind of like a low pressure way for like to introduce someone to a group of friends because you're not like sitting there staring at each other. It's like very active and involved. And then by the time... Like the game's over, you already had a couple of drinks, everyone's like loosey goosey, and you can just like hang out. Yeah, but it's also a it's a it's a timing thing. What's a timing thing? Well, because you're you're committing to being there for all the trivia. Because if you leave before trivia is done, you're admitting defeat. Well, you're admitting why, that like this date is not going well. Why would you go to trivia and not plan to stay the whole time? Who leaves trivia early? Well, I'm saying if the date goes poorly. Well, you won't know it's know it's going poorly. Because here's the thing, you know the girl already. You're ready to introduce her to your friend. That's the level I'm talking about. Okay, fair. Or you know the guy already, I'm, in my case. Then it's like a low-pressure way for them to meet your friends. You're not just sitting there being like, so what do you do? Tell me about your family. Where are you from? No, you don't have to talk about that stuff yet. It's kind of boring sometimes. You should have heard that already. So why do you want to hear it again? <laughs> they don't really care where your mom's from and what she does for a living. They don't care. They don't care what your girlfriend does for a living. No one cares. I mean... That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, that's like a problem just with any date of the, oh, what do you do? Right? Because it's an easy question because most sure. everyone does something. And especially in this area, a lot of people like to talk about it. But I think beyond the fact that it's a crutch, I think it's a reasonable thing to ask. That's an important part of somebody's oh, life. Like I, That makes sense. They're doing probably roughly 40 plus hours a week. It's a huge part of them. And oftentimes it can lead into what they studied in school and what their passions are. And those are good things too, but you know, on everything. And we can't talk about everything in one episode. So if you want to hear more from us, keep on listening. This episode was a little strange because it was just the two of us, but we are planning on having guests for most episodes. If you enjoyed it, please review and subscribe. If you have a story that deserves to be on the podcast, please let us know at just not that into you podcast on Instagram or email us at J N T I Y podcast at Gmail, like the initials of just not that into you plus podcast at gmail.com. If you know any ways that it can be better, you can do the same. Anyways, thank you for coming out with us. I had a really good time. I hope you did too. And I'll text you about the next one. I like when there's like a little bit of outro music and then you hear an outtake, like five seconds of audio, I think it's always kind of funny. So it's sort of out of context. You don't really know what's going on. So I would like if we had something like that. I think it'd be kind of humorous.